So we're going to study now Mishnah Tesvav, which is the 15th Mishnah of the first parak. And before we were studying about what Hillel had to say, so now we are going to study what Shammai said. Now we all know that Shammai and Hillel both had different approaches in how to serve Hashem, but it's very, very important to remember what the Gemara says, Elu ve'elu divrei Elokim Chaim. The words of Beishamai and the words of Beishillel, they are all the word of Hashem. We have to sometimes delve in and understand why is there so much disputation throughout the Talmud? Why is it that the Jewish people are always challenging each other in halacha and when you think about it the truth of the matter is our will Hashem is to do your will but we don't always know what is your will so Shammai felt this is Hashem's will and Hillel felt this is Hashem's will and the Gemara says they both meant L'Shem Shemayim. They both wanted to do Hashem's will. The approach may have been different. Sometimes we see the Beishamai Amachmir. They're more stringent. They were frightened. I'm going to sin in front of the Almighty God. I'm going to make a mistake in how I serve Him. Hashem wants me to put my right shoe first. And then put on my left shoe second, and then tie my left shoe first, and then tie my right shoe second, and I'm going to mix it up. He wants me to do it this way, and I'm going to do it this way. And this is the reason why we say a Yiddish cup, because the Yiddish cup is constantly studying Torah, trying to understand what is God's secret message to us. Everything in Torah is God's word. He's the author. He's the king. He sent down a book. It's our business to know what does the king want from us. And that is the reason why sages throughout the generations pondered and pondered the depths and the hidden secrets in order to extrapolate and to get clarity of what is God's will. And the more I am connected to God, and the more I love God, and the more I am in awe of God, I cannot imagine doing something that could potentially offend God, or not do what He would like me to do. And that's why Shammai said, I say, that Torah has to be the main occupation of a Jew. And all other things should come secondary. And that is the reason why the Torah gave us a commandment, when we say the Shema, one of the mitzvahs is, you shall speak in them. It doesn't say for a second or a minute. It says you shall speak in them. It's constant. And this is so important that fathers have been commanded you shall teach your children. Why we commanded to teach our children? So there should be a continuity 
of fulfillment of God's will. Now, if we don't study Torah properly, or we don't study Torah as a prime, important feature of our life, then we are very, very apt not to know what is the correct thing to do. Now, what happens when a person runs into a question and he doesn't know what he's supposed to do? Some people will be more stringent than they need to be. Why are they being more stringent? It's because of a lack of knowledge. It's uncalled for. And many times, a person can get burned out because had he known what the law is, then fulfillment of the requirement would not have been so cumbersome as he made it. And people sometimes make their lives more cumbersome than it needs to be because of a lack of knowledge. It can also be vice versa. That because of a lack of knowledge, we take the easy route, and sometimes as a result of that, we don't fulfill the mitzvah at all. What is the cause of both of these situations? It's a lack of knowledge of Torah. So how do you solve that problem? You solve the problem through the study of Torah. We're not going to go into all the benefits of studying Torah. The actual just studying of Torah brings sanctity and holiness upon a Jewish soul. Every letter is a mitzvah. And when a king sees that his children are interested in what the king has to say, that gives the king a satisfaction that his children are busy with his holy word. This is the reason why throughout the generations from the time of Sinai, the number one thing that has kept the Jewish people alive is the Torah. So when we go into exile, and when the Jews were driven out of Eretz Yisrael, what went with them? The Torah went with them. As long as the Jew had the Torah, he remained a Jew. The problem takes place like in early American history, where so many Jews assimilated. Why did they assimilate? Because there was no Torah. There was no education. There was no continuity. So that's what Shammai was very concerned about. Then he also says, Emor ma'at vasuhar Speak a little and do a lot. Some people talk a lot and do a little. Shammai was of the opinion, it's not what you say, but it's what you do. And they bring the famous example by our father Abraham. In the beginning, when the angels came to visit him, he said, take some bread. And afterwards, you see in the Pesukim later, it says they brought out butter, they brought out milk, and he sent his son Yishmael to go get some meat. That's a typical example of a father Abraham. Said a little bit, but he did a lot. In all the generations, you see that. All the great righteous people, they didn't brag about what they're going to do or what they did, but they humbly went ahead and got the job done. You see, vice versa, when Abraham came to buy the cave of Machpelah from Ephron, first Ephron said, nah, it's only small stuff. And then afterwards, Abraham had to pay him, Abameh shekel kesef over la socha, he had to pay him 400 silver nuggets that was currency acceptable all over the place.
So the beginning, he said, eh, he made a small thing about it, and afterwards, he did the exact opposite. So this is a very important principle, to try to accomplish a lot without making waves. And then the last thing here in the Mishnah, which is really so important, and there's so much we can talk about, is you should greet all people with a respectable way, a smiling face. It doesn't say you should greet specific types of people a certain way. It says you shall greet all types of people. I know that my great-grandfather, who was a big rabbi in McKeesport, Pennsylvania, in the early 1920s, he would greet every single Gentile. When he passed away, all the Gentiles came to his funeral. They always remembered the rabbi greeted me every morning. Probably the only one that greeted My father of blessed memory said something very deep over here. That what Shammai is saying is three things. The saver, ponem, yafas. The saver, this ponem, and this yafas. Saver means that you should recognize that there's a human being. How many times do we just walk by people and we don't even notice them? They're invisible. Or one thinks to himself, why should I greet him first? Let him greet me first. Beseva means with respect and notice. Then he would say, and it's not enough. Sometimes you notice the other person is not really interested in you noticing him if you have a sour face. You look away. Sometimes we can say to a person, good morning, and you're looking the other way. That's not the proper way. You notice him, pun him, and give him a face. Face to face. Like it says, pun him, el pun him, Deba Hashem al Moshe. Especially when a face of a person is a telem alakim, the image of God. And then he would say, Yuffles, put a smile on your face. If you're already facing the person, don't be a sour face. Smile at the person. It's the same thing if you have guests coming to your house. How do you greet the guests? Do you let the guests come into your house with a sour face? Or do you have the guests come into your house with a smile and with a happy face? Because the way you put a smile on your own face... It's kamayim panam panam. That's the way the other face is going to react to you. So somebody's got to start it. So Shammai is saying, you be the one to take the action. I remind myself, the Gemara says, Hamagdim shalom Somebody who reaches out first with shalom to his friend is marichin la yomim mushnoisaf. Hashem lengthens his days. And his years. I remember my father always made it his business to greet people first. I try to do the same thing. I always try to greet people first. I don't wait for anybody. First of all, it's a good thing to do. It keeps you humble. If you wait for everybody else to greet you, that is haughtiness. Like you're something. Something special. And these are all embodied in what Shammai is saying over here.